Hi, this is Angie Meadows. And this is Josh Bond. And we're on The Rock of Recovery. We're on Invisible War. This is a Bible study I wrote. There's eight lessons here. Uh, so we're on, we're, we're kind of hopping around a little bit because I want to do the Holy Spirit lessons together next week. So this week we're going to do lesson eight, which is Who Am I? Many, may rivers of living water flow from your belly. So if I want a river flowing in me, that's the way the Holy Spirit is described. It's described as a river. So it's not stagnant. It's not the Dead Sea. It's not coming in me and getting stuck and then not flowing, but it's coming in me and flowing, and it's flowing for the purpose of those in front of me. But I have to build the ability to hold the Holy Spirit, because the glory of God and the Holy Spirit is heavy. And it's going to, when the, when I come into the presence of God, uh, every trial and tribulation, persecution and affliction and sorrow and, and troubles that I've come into, it says in the book of James to count it all joy. Well, I'm not going to count it all joy if I'm stuck on the suffering and that's where my eyes are. Yeah. But if I realize that, oh, it's showing me, this trial, this tribulation is showing me where the crack of my foundation is mm -hmm. so that I can correct myself. And as I correct myself, as I yield to the Lord, as I say, Lord, here's this problem. Lord, here's this. Pro Lord, here's my – this thinking hurts. I'm stuck over here. Uh, I need your help. And as I surrender this stuff to the Lord and as I start agreeing with him and with who he says I am instead of with that internal negative critic, now I'm practicing character. I'm practicing honor, respect, diligence, steadfastness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness. I'm practicing my character strengths. And as I practice those, I'm walking in the Spirit of the Lord and not in my flesh. So I've built the banks for my river. And now the river can flow. But if my banks are... are weak, small, not there, and a flood's coming, where's the water going to go? Mm -hmm. It's going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's leaking out. It's running all over the place. But if I have the banks of character and and the disciplines in my life to stand on solid ground, to move, uh, to seal up those cracks in my life, now I can hold His presence because the presence of God is heavy. Yes. It's it's going to break yeah. me. I'm going, and a lot of times I'll have kids in recovery, Josh, and they'll get the Holy Spirit, and then they walk away and they're like, you know, I was anxious two hours later, and I'm like, I get that. Mm. I can't tell you how many years it took me to hold that Holy Spirit mm. so that I walked away and I still had it. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and so we don't always know who we are. We don't always have a strong identity, and when we don't have a strong identity, uh, that stuff's stolen from us. Yeah. So as I start walking with the Lord, I start believing what He says and not what the world says, not what my abuser said in the past. So start right here with the intro. Until I know who I am in Christ, mm -hmm. I will be pushed around in the rapid, rapids of the river of life. It is likely that I will feel like I don't even have a paddle to steer and am constantly pushed against the rocks, and my entire focus is just to stay upright. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the truth is that I can know my God through the Holy Spirit and have rivers of living water flowing out of my belly. That's John 7.38. When I know who I am in Christ, I steer my thoughts with the promises of God's Word. I speak to myself with gentleness and kindness. Mm -hmm. I trust that God's ways are higher and His thoughts are higher than mine. How could I possibly know them? 
Isaiah 55, 9. My journey is to grow my faith and to pursue Him in every area of my life. Amen. This is a faith walk. A walk will lead me to the relationship with Christ to be mighty in the Spirit. Zechariah 4, 6. Or it will lead me to a life of wandering in the wilderness of unbelief. Ouch. The pressure, pressures of life are to bring me to an awareness of my need for Christ and allow the Lord Lord to be my Savior, my Deliverer, my Rock, and the Horn of my Salvation. Psalms 18.2. Now, if I don't know who God is, if I don't know He's my Deliverer, He's my Rock, He's the mm. Horn of my Salvation, He's the bright morning star, He's my Shepherd, He's my Gate, He's my Door, He's my Everlasting Father, He's the Prince of Peace. If I don't know who God is, I don't know what power lies within me to call upon. Mm-hmm. So I've got to study who I am in God and who God is in me. So let's look at John 1. 112. This is first question is who am I? But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So I have become what? Sons of God. Oh my goodness. I'm not an orphan anymore, right? Mm, no. But um what's my responsibility? Instead, uh, believe on yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, that's my responsibility, to believe. So the truth is, this is not a natural birth by the will of man, but I am will be born by the will of God. Now let's look at John 15, 15. Let's get to that scripture. Whoops. How many times does the enemy try to tell us that we're not we're not in Christ, that we're not powerful, no. that we can't, we can't yeah. do this, that we're the old man, that we're confused, that yeah. God doesn't love us. I mean, how many times has those voices from people in our past really just hound us down? And until you can recognize the voice of the flesh, the voice of the enemy, the voice of your abuser, you're going to be listening to that noise. It's going to be stuck. But the problem is, sometimes you don't even know it's a voice until you, you know, mean pray about it and realize. That's right. Oh gosh, that is a a, a voice from my past. Right. That's but, a spirit I'm dragging around with me. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? That is not God's voice. No, that's not. God is tender and He's yes. loving and He's merciful and He's kind. But but when you've been with abusers, you're just waiting for God to be that judge to just no. hammer you down into the ground. You're waiting for Him to be that avoider that sticks that hand up and says. You should be way past there now. I'm sick of listening to your self-pity. Yeah. But God is never He's never angry with my prayers. He's never angry with my tears. He says he saves all my tears in a bottle. Hmm. <laughs> he says Whoa. you you go hmm. out and you go out with tears, you bring back you bring back the sheaves, you bring back the harvest. Hmm. So as I'm crying, the Lord's not the Lord's not rejecting me. Right. Now, maybe other people in my life are sick of me crying, <laughs> but the Lord's not. Yeah. So let's see in John fifteen fifteen, Who am I in Christ? Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. So God calls me what? Son. <laughs> and he calls me a friend. friend, yes. So when I begin to hang out with Christ and fellowship with him, what's the promise? He's going to make known to me yeah. all things. Look at that. All things. All things. So anything that I'm double-minded about, anything that's causing me suffering, I can sit with the Lord, 
get quiet in my heart and say, what are you showing me here, Lord? Yeah. What are you teaching me? And Josh, if I don't do this, I'm in the exact same suffering three yeah. weeks later. <laughs> and sometimes I can do this for a while before I'm like, oh, oh, wait, wait, Lord's mm-hmm. teaching me something here. <laughs> so isn't that isn't that interesting how yeah. slow we can be sometimes to be able to catch on to the Lord's giving me a lesson here. I need to remember that he's always working. So, so if Jesus is the word, the word is always speaking. Yeah. And I think I went too far in Romans. I'm supposed to be in Romans five one. Five, one. Yeah, you should have fixed me here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so how can we be reconciled or justified with God? Uh, wow. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah. through Lord Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus Christ. So if I'm not walking in peace, I've given up what God gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I promise. Yeah, and if I have my peace, um, I need to recognize instantly where when I lose it. Mm-hmm. And it used to, it would take me three days to think, oh, wait a minute. I lost my peace. <laughs> and then later on, it'd take me half a day. And now it can take me about five to 15 minutes and I'll hear the noise and the rattling in my head and I'll be like, no, wait a minute, where'd my peace go? And it's usually hiding under the bed, <laughs> under a problem. <laughs> and so as I realize that my peace is behind a problem, then I start moving that problem and I start saying to the Lord, what are you teaching me? Where are you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I surrender this to you. Yeah. And as I'm rehearsing my promises, the things that God said that he would do for me, this stuff moves out of my way. So 1 Corinthians six seventeen, who does God want me to unite with or join with and why? But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Look at that. Remember how we talked about communing upon our beds at night and becoming one with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Wow. Because I will be one spirit with him. And 1 Corinthians 6.12 indicates that this, adjoining ourselves with Christ, will empower us not to be mastered, overpowered, or controlled by anything. So wouldn't that be a great place to be every day, to just not be overpowered by anything, but to own our own spirit? So in Ephesians 1.1, how does Paul address believers? Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus. 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 (laughs) And to be the faithful in Christ Jesus. So he's addressing us as saints and faithful. Mm-hmm. So as I just put one foot in front of the other, I might be stumbling, I might be staggering, but if I just keep coming back, keep coming back, mm-hmm. keep coming back, now I'm addressed as a saint and as faithful. And and I'm justified. So justified, if the court justifies you, that means that they've erased mm-hmm. what happened, what you did, and you're exonerated, and you're free. Yeah. You're justified. They're not going to go back and say, oh, wait a minute, now you owe me more. No, you've been justified. You've been reconciled. It's done. So when God justifies us, I'm done um, with my um, sin, with my consequences. I just need to walk in that victory. So Ephesians 1, 5, the question is, how can we become these saints? Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Okay. So I just need to realize that I need to be adopted. I Mm -hmm. need to say, here I am, Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Here I am, uh, uh, warts and all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> I'm glad you love me because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not very lovable some mm-hmm. days. <laughs> so Ephesians two seventeen and eighteen. How do we have access to the Father? And came and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh, for. Through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Hmm. How do we have access? By that one spirit. Yeah, by that Holy Spirit, we're going to have access to him. Now, the little uh, side note says, read Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Only the blood. Only Only the blood. So I I was taking care of a family member that was uh, mentally ill, Mm. uh, very fussy, had been like that his whole life. And finally I said, Lord, what are you teaching Mm. me? I mean, this has been years of this person abusing me. And and I just kept going back and taking care of him. And and, and the Lord said, no matter how much love you give that man, uh, it's not going to sanctify him. Only Mm. The blood. So I started putting the blood on him day after day after day. And you know what? There at the end, it was full of peace. There was not the hatred, the bitterness, the chaos, the confusion in his mouth or in his heart. He was stroking me as I died, as he died Mm -hmm. with my head on his chest. Mm -hmm. And it was like, look at that. Look at that. There was a gratefulness. There was a kindness, even with his dementia. (laughs) There was this incredible peace. And, And at his grave, God gave me peace. So... Sometimes um, it's the blood of Christ, and they ain't nothing going to do any type of redemption other than the blood. And so we just plead the blood, plead the blood. (laughs) So sometimes when we're going astray, that's what we do. We just plead the blood. Now we're looking at Colossians 1, 14. Do I have to carry my guilt anymore? In whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. Look at that. I do not need to carry my sins. Uh, nope. So uh, the accuser is Satan. No. And so what happens if I'm accusing myself? I'm agreeing with the enemy. No. Instead, I want to be doing what's in verse 12 and 13, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made me a partaker of his inheritance, a saint of the light who has delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of his dear son. So that's where I want to land. I want to land in that kingdom. Now, we've got one more, Colossians 2.10. What have I been given in Christ? And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Well, look at that. What have I been given? All, all principality and, and power. power. I've, got, I've been given dominion dominion over evil. Yeah. I, I don't have to agree with that anymore. Right. So what's the conclusion? This is a faith walk. Amen. It isn't a walk by sight. Better walk by faith. Yeah, so sometimes I can't see where I'm going. If I could see where I was going, why would I need faith? Yeah. Now, learn to recognize the flesh and how it distracts you, often to self-absorption and place a feeling like an orphan without a father where you feel like hiding. And there's this verse that says, don't be weary in doing well. So I sometimes just like, oh, this has been way too long. I'm Mm. just way too frustrated here. And instead, I just want to keep walking in in that faith. On and on. And Lord, I don't have enough faith. Give me more faith. Mm. There are no orphans in the kingdom of God. There is <laughs> no a reliance orphans. and total dependency 
upon a faithful father. Yes. It's we, not me. It's him. Amen. Amen. We just come to him with childlike faith. In Luke eighteen seventeen, we just come with this childlike faith. So what's the application? What, are your, what area of my life do I need to activate my faith by surrendering the outcomes to the Lord? Hmm. So where do I need to activate my faith? Okay. About all of it. Yeah, about all of it. Okay, number two. How easily can I steer my thoughts? Okay. So if my thoughts are running me into the ground, I got to take captive every thought to the Word of God, to the tearing down of strongholds, and I got to I got to kick it out and put everything through that Philippians four thought test: Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it noteworthy? Is it any virtue? If not, mm-hmm. don't don't think on it. You know, think on the things that's going to bring me peace. And then it says it promises that I will have a peace that surpasses all understanding. So my peace is associated with my thoughts. Yeah. If I don't have peace, then I'm thinking the wrong thoughts. Next one. Do I know how to preach the Word of God to myself until I get a breakthrough? Okay. Now, sometimes i got to preach a good little while to myself, and boom, there it is. It comes real fast when I get it. There's a breakthrough that comes, and uh, there's a movement that's going to come where I know it's done right here. Knowing who I am in Christ gives me confidence. Amen. If I am wandering in the wilderness, I need to address my um, – Unbelief. Okay, so when, that's so real, right it, there. Yeah, when <laughs> when I can't when I can't believe, I'm going to have to say, Lord, help me to believe. Mm-hmm. Help my unbelief because yeah. I can't I can't do it. I I want to do it, but I just can't. Uh, I, it's bigger than me. Uh, I'm broke. I'm lost. I'm confused. Lord, do this in and in and through me by your will, by your power. I know you've justified me, Lord, and I'm here for you, for me to cooperate with that Holy Spirit, to commune with you, to to be a part of that process, to regenerate my soul, to reclaim my soul from the flesh, so that my spirit commands my soul. So yes. if we're in three parts, we've got a spirit, a soul, and a body. If my soul's on top, means I'm stuck in emotions. Those negative emotions are going to run me into a ditch, and God help me, because my flesh yeah. is in charge. But if I can move my flesh up underneath the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to subdue this flesh by the Word of God, and I'm going to say it to myself however many times I have to say it today, even if I have to say it a hundred times, yeah. I'm going to delight myself in you, Lord. Help me to do this when I can't do it. And as I keep surrendering and keep coming back, He does it in and through me. And now I am powerful. I am a son of God. I have the inheritance of and the promises of peace. And I'll know I have found the Almighty God because I have peace. Yeah. So if you haven't found your peace, then I want you to unite yourself with the Spirit of the Lord by communing with your heart upon your bed and moving everything that makes you suffer. Now pray us out of here, Josh. Lord, I don't know what you are doing, but I trust you. I trust you. Help me to trust you more and more, Father. Help me move the noisy stuff of confusion and put it in a proper place under our feet. Make me a new creation. Christ Jesus, we just want to let you know, Father, just how much we love you. And thank you for each and every day. Thank you for everything you give us, Father. I love you each and every day. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen and amen. And we want to turn scriptures into prayer. 
there was a couple of years, Josh, that it was so bad. It was so it was so bad, mm. so much pain, so much suffering, and we just started turning scriptures into prayer. And I just started sitting with my Bible and praying it and praying it and praying it. And because I couldn't think my own thoughts, man, they were they were hard. They were it was rough. Uh, and every time I moved away from my Bible, I was tormented. So I just left my Bible open on the counter as I was cooking and washing dishes yeah. and doing laundry and taking care of kids. And every time I'd realize it was noise in my head, I'd grab another bite of Scripture and I'd mm. just rehearse it over and over. It makes and, you think of those yeah. anti-missile uh, things the Bible is because you're getting shot at in or by the enemy. You know what I mean? All these thoughts and this mm. noise. And, and then the only way you get a, a bulletproof vest or any kind of proof or like the protection is through the Bible. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, but you can think that you can do it on your own, but eventually you'll crawl. You'll, you'll come back to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then and then I'll get going really good, and then I'll I'll, I'll it'll be easy, and I'll mm-hmm. start to fall away. Mm-hmm. So I got to keep recentering my life, and and that's where disciplines come in. Now some people think that discipline's a dirty word, but if I set up those disciplines to always be in the Word, you know, no Bible, no yes. bed, <laughs> no Bible, no breakfast. If I've got those disciplines in my life, then I'm always going to be grounded. I'm always going to be able to recenter myself, and when I'm off track, it'll be easier for me to get back on track. So I want you to turn your scriptures into praise. And this was Angie Meadows. This is Josh Wong. And this was The Rocky Recovery. And we love you. (laughs) 